This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I in a very echoey room. Sean Priest is with me in person. What is going on, Sean Priest? I know. I don't like it, Stephen. I'll be honest with you. I like it when there's a, a degree of separation between us, and now we're in the same room. It's weird. Do you know why this is? We, we mm. tell our lovely listeners why this is. Sorry, let me, for legal reasons, I have to uh, redo that. Yes. Our lovely listener. Thank you. Uh, why we're here today. Uh, it is because uh, we are in lovely London. Mm. Now, I should say London, England. Yes. Right. We've, we've kind of the whole world has been turned upside down here at Double Tap Canada this week because we are on the move. We're on the road. This is the first time you and I have been out of our respective, well, in your case, shed. Shed. In yes. my case, mansion yeah. for several years. <laughs> right. Um, how does it feel to be back on the move again? Do you know what? I was a little bit anxious about it, but. No, it's good. It is good. It feels nice again to get to get back together, doesn't it? It does. It does feel nice to get back on the road again. And, uh, you know, the weird thing about this is we're sitting here doing this, and sitting to my right mm. is the man. I know. I'm scared. The myth. Mm. The legend. Mm. Not Mark Afalalalalo, <laughs> because he's too cheap to fly to the UK. But we do have Mr. F... He's here, <laughs> Mr. F. Hey. Andy Frank, the Thank manager you. of AMI Audio, the one Thank who uh, provides money when we ask for it. That's nice. Yeah, yeah I, and I hope you provide me that introduction that I can use it maybe at my funeral. <laughs> you, you want that music, do you? Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be with you in person. Yeah, welcome uh, to the UK. Thank you, thank you. It's been beautiful so far. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you. So you've been here for a couple of days now. I have, yes, yes, to to hang out with uh, what I call AMI Audio's British division. This is the British division. <laughs> the the British, British are coming. <laughs> that's right. In, in a nice Actually, way. The, the Canadian yes. came over to visit the Brits. That's yeah. That's the Canadian of, came to visit. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it's like a, it's like an Agatha Christie story, isn't it? Without the murder and the tension. <laughs> well, not yet. Yeah, it's great to have you here. And uh, yeah, you've uh, decided to come along uh, to, of course, do all your meetings and all your very important business stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Critical. Yeah. Yep. We just came for the free food into London. That's basically how it worked, right? And what gorgeous Andy said food it was. Yeah, of course. If Andy's paying, I'm having that pizza and that starter and that pudding. It was top notch. We didn't have you, a starter. Andy. Hang on. You, did you have a starter? Well, no, but I could have done. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was. I didn't again, have a starter. It's, it's Mr. F. I'm slightly scared of him. So I played it safe and just had a, a tiny pizza. But uh, it's right. very good anyway. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting because obviously you you um, sanctioned this program. I, I think it's important people realise this is a sanctioned program, right? Yep. We don't just sort of turn up on the air, uh, you know, every week. Although I think some people do think that. So you know, you, just just to confirm this, I, I just want this on record here. Uh, you you approve this program? There is a thick contract with all kinds of provisions in there <laughs> to protect AMI from you, Stephen. <laughs> so yes, it's, if you want to call it sanctioning. Yes. <laughs> Justify yourself. I think that's a good that's a good word for it, isn't it? Sanctioning. It, it just is. kind of says it all, frankly. It is a sanctioned program, yes, of course. So what's your story with tech? What, what made you uh, want a tech show on the network, and what was your own sort of story with it? Well, I, I, um, I was, you know, back in the day when personal computers and the internet uh, first came out, I was really interested. I, I had, you know, one of those mm-hmm. dial-up modems, and oh, yeah. I created a website in 1994. Um, it oh, was hey. I was in the hospitality business in those days, and it was a menu for my restaurant. Ah. And I thought, you know, the civil servants in Ottawa where I was working across the, uh, that, that, from across the street, they would happily log into their internet, into their computers, to see what they'd order from my restaurant. The only problem <laughs> was nobody knew how to use the internet yet. <laughs> you were way ahead of the game. Yeah. And, you know, I was both on Netscape and, um, Netscape. and the other one. What was the other one? Was it Opera? Explorer? Microsoft Internet Explorer, Netscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It was Netscape Navigator. I remember yeah, that one. Right, right. That was my first one. That was my, yeah. my first website was on that. Yeah. 
Ah, it's amazing, yeah. yeah. And I've had every flip phone and every other phone and everything along the way. So I'm yeah, I'm interested in it. But I'm not I'm not uh nerdy about it, but I'm interested in it and I find it fascinating and I, I find the evolution of tech and what it's done for the community that we serve at AMI incredible. And it's it's about the most important thing we talk about on a consistent uh day to day basis on this channel is uh what is what's new in uh, in in tech, because people who have adopted tech have, you know, uh, I think made some strides in their yeah. lives. Yeah, it's funny because I know from my own point of view, and Sean knows this only too well, that you know I, I was always passionate about making mainstream tech understandable that that blind people could use that, and and that was only really in what the past fifteen years that's been possible. Yeah, really. really? I mean, let's be honest, it was the iPhone that put that to the forefront. Yeah. As soon as we got voiceover on the iPhone, that made all the difference to mainstream and specialist tech. The, the vision just sort of blurred even more. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting to say that it's not... Because you still say, and I exactly the same, I still say geeky or nerdy when mm -hmm. it comes to technology, but that just isn't the case, really. Any, of no. course, you can go that far. But um, technology is so mainstream now and every day that uh, it's, it's sort of... It's an everyday topic, like Andy said. Yeah, it is. But I think it's, it's because of the fact that technology is, is simple. I mean, you remember like the days when you get a VCR. Remember those days when you get a VCR and you mm. get like a 500-page instruction manual yeah. that yeah. came with it? Now you get an iPhone that can basically do as much as, you know, that, that machine that took, you know, Neil Armstrong to the moon. Mm -hmm. And you get nothing with it. You get a bit of paper and an Apple sticker. <laughs> and you think, that's just wild, right? It's made for Mr. F. It's made for Mr. <laughs> F, yes. So, uh, that has to happen now, every time. This is one of these, right, so we've got this little mix and desk thing to, t to come on the road with it, and it's got all these daft sound effects built into it, but that one is yours. Thank you. You are getting that oh, one. Oh, man, I've been waiting all my life. To <laughs> I don't have anything for Sean. Oh, Sorry. come on. I don't have anything for you on it's this. It's funny, you say daft sound effects like the ones we usually play are sensible. Are sensible. Yeah, thought exactly. yeah, I know, I know. No, they're not, I know. Uh, listen, we've got lots to talk about today. Are you going to hang around for a bit with us? Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot to talk about this at week. your disposal. And besides, what else am I going to do here in London by myself? No, exactly. exactly. And, and no one's up in Canada at this point. So, no. you know, you can you can chill. This is the great thing about being in, in the UK and working with Canada is that you get the whole morning to chill out. You can lie in. Yes, it's when you get the call at 10 o'clock at night. That's less appealing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's great. But, you know, I just want to say from us, you know, and I mean this sincerely, you know, we have we have such a great time doing this show. This isn't a pitch for season, uh, the next season, but it, but it kind of is. Yeah, um, know. But, you know, honestly, we love doing this show. We love doing it, and we know the audience love it as well, uh, some of them. And uh, <laughs> we, we just adore it. And, you know, I just want to thank you for your support in all of this, seriously, because we, we, we just love it. And I know we would probably still talk and talk and talk, but we'd just be talking to ourselves. Yeah. And it's nice to talk to other people. It's a true honor to have you on the channel, uh, our, our listener. Really loves you, yeah. <laughs> yes. and uh, <laughs> whoever they are. <laughs> no, we love having you, and uh, you've, you've, you're so you're a huge part of the family at AMI, and uh, you're on TV, you're on audio, you're everywhere, uh, podcasts, you name it. So uh, yeah, it's great to have you and Sean and Sean of the Shed uh, here in person, outside of his. Which uh, again is a fantastic podcast. Uh, it's a tremendous. If you haven't listened to Sean of the Shed, oh, look it up under AMI Audio Exclusives. Absolutely, and tune into Sean of the Shed. It is. <laughs> I mean, it is the most it is the most beautiful, basic, step-by-step oh, -step, uh, in, instruction podcast. <laughs> tech, but at the same time, the, the humor, the timing, it's it's a magnificent radio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A Thank you. Yeah. But now I'm out of the shed. It feels like a lie. I can never do it again, no? Is this, is this a, a new start for you, Sean? Are you going to be traversing the world now? I think I love the world. Who thought that would happen? I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's, you it's, found outside. It's a whole new one. Yeah, no, I, I'm sort of getting sick of it already, but... Um, <laughs> No, the shed will be calling me back. Well, you're not feeling well this week. Let's no. be honest, and I only know that because you've been complaining about it every single day. That's because almost on the hour, everyone's running away from me like I'm patient zero. I've just got a cold. It's it's fine. It's not COVID. No, it's not COVID. I had a test, but um, yes, I have a cold and a sore throat. So I apologise if I cough. Yeah, he will cough. But you know, yes. the, the magic of editing. Um, oh, okay. is, is available to other shows. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll just have to unfortunately cough on this one. That's how it works. Uh, listen, stick around. We're going to uh, talk lots more here on Double Tap Canada. We've got plenty to talk about, including news that the iPod <laughs> is dead. Right. The iPod's dead. Good. Oh, I'm, I'm quite sad about this. Yeah. It's officially gone. And could Donald Trump be making his way back to Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I think we need that music again. <laughs> stick around. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment.
Double Tappers. Want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. <laughs> it is. Don't say that when he's here, when the boss is here. Honestly. This woman, honestly. But anyway, uh, yes, it is a tech show, and uh, we're uh, delighted to have Andy Frank, Mr. F, joining us this week. We couldn't get Mark because I think by the time we're doing this, it's like, you know, four in the morning or something for him. Well, so No dedication. I, that's, that's what, what I'm I feel. Say. I yeah. know, I do agree. I think, you know, frankly, he's not dedicated enough to this program, no. even though he puts his entire life and soul into it <laughs> at the expense of his family and uh, future career. Cool, yeah. Other that's than true. that, frankly, he's not dedica- no. dedicated enough. Sleeping. Yes. <laughs> So weak. Babies. Uh, let's talk about the iPod. So it's dead. It's officially gone. Uh, what's happened, apparently, it was just uh, the news that came out this week. Incredible, actually, that it's happened. Because if I'm honest, I knew it was going to happen at some point. I knew that the iPod Touch, which was the only one left in the range, I knew it was going to go at some point. Um, and I wasn't expecting it to come out at WWDC. They've obviously wanted to get the news out before that. What's your thoughts on this? Because um, what's your first memory of the iPod? I mean, I remember mine being the first was the classic which is now the classic, I guess, which was the, the one with the clicky wheel. Yeah, the scroll wheel. The I scroll mean, wheel, yeah. Yeah, it was such an icon of design, right? Which is all Apple's thing. But, I mean, yeah, it was amazing at the time, but it had its time. And the fact that it's still, when was it? 2019 was the last one they released. That's right, yeah. It's amazing to me. How you know, Everyone's been saying since the SE came out, you know, what is the point of the iPod anymore? Why would you go for the iPod when the price difference between that and the SE, the entry-level price of an iPhone, why would you go for the iPod? Uh, I just thought it was a bit you know, cannibalizing itself. So, yeah, I'm surprised it lasted this long. One of the main reasons I think it survived was hospitality and business. They loved it because they could – and the same with the iPad Mini as well. That was another uh, use of that was a lot of organizations liked having them because you could give them out to people. You didn't have the cellular part of it, and you could if you want, I guess, with the iPad Mini. Mm. But when it came to the iPod Touch, you could give this out. And it was great for kids as well. But, you know, these days, kids are getting phones, right, Andy? I mean, kids are getting phones nowadays. They're going to get an iPhone or an Android phone of some so, kind. So explain to me how this was being used in a business environment, for example. So, you know, hotels, a lot of companies would use them for hotels, for, you know, for in-room in, in entertainment systems. That, that was quite common, particularly in the States, I think. Um a lot of contractors would give them out right. um, as ways to be able to access particular information and closed down businesses. Very common, apparently. But that was one of the reasons why it survived. I think also just legacy. The fact that it's existed for so long, they felt the need to keep it going. But, you, I mean, as you say, Sean, the last version came out in 2019. Yeah. They sold 400 million iPods since its inception back in 2001. Came out in October of uh, twenty uh, two thousand and one, and and what's interesting, of course, is you think about that year. That was a tough year to bring yeah. out a new product, right? Oh my god! A, a month after nine eleven, they bring out the iPod, mm. and well, I mean, not saying there was, of course, there was no connection between the two, but the point is that that was a difficult time. But interestingly, it did catch on, and this was a new product, not in a new category, because other companies had been doing it. It was it the Zune Player and um, Microsoft, yeah, Microsoft that's right. tried that, and they were all terrible. Every Rio one diamond. of them. Yeah, well. Walkman tried it, I think, as well. They tried doing that whole, you know, because, of course, they were tape and CD for a long time. And then, remember, remember they brought out the MP3 CD players? Do you remember That's those? That's right. Yeah, I've had a few of those. Yeah, absolutely. It was MP3. See, it was that MP3 format that, that revolutionized everything. Music, That's right, yeah. Portable music players have always been really popular. And, you know, the Sony Walkman, of course. So, um the iPod made total sense, and it was all the, uh, you know, what was it, a thousand songs in your pocket. It was yeah. When, uh, Tim, Tim Cook, sorry, Steve Jobs, when Steve <laughs> Jobs, how quickly we forget. Because it was five gig. The first iPod was five gig yeah. in storage. And it blew everyone's mind, right? Yeah. And, I, of course, now we've moved on. It's everything streamed. Uh, you know, who carries local media around? Everyone's... Well, that, yeah, that's an interesting thing. You did go back to the ridiculous I classic. Went out and I bought myself a tooth. That was a 2011 MacBook Air. Yeah. 11 inch. Crazy. The classic. And detailing. Also discontinued. Yeah. And an iPod classic. No. Dead. Um, and my Inaccessible. Well, my, well, that's, yeah, that is a problem. There was, there well, were, yes. there were, <laughs> you can't use <laughs> it. It is a problem. But the good thing is with it, I could just hit play, right? I could set it to shuffle and I could just hit play and it would just play my music. That's what I wanted it for. Mm. Because, you know, and of course the laugh is, as I say all that, 
then I think, well, hang on, but I've got all my music on Amazon Music, and you know, you know I've got my playlist set have. up over there, and kind of like that. And I'll just use my phone. So you know, it's all just laying in a drawer. It's a complete waste of time. Well, I know people that do use them for audiobook players, right? Because yep. um, you know, you want to get the price of these smartphones. You want to try and get the smallest capacity you can get. And everything I use is streaming: the uh, the music, the media, you know, Netflix and Spotify and Amazon Music, whatever it is. So actually, I don't need a lot of storage on my phone. Um, but when it comes to audiobooks, um, I know a lot of people grab the iPods and use it purely as an audiobook player because you got the great usable, accessible interface of iOS in an iPod, and you've got that storage there. So, But the iPod was interesting because it was one of those products that actually brought voiceover out to the mainstream very early on. Because if you remember the iPod shuffles, mm-hmm. and there was one I remember which was a very small, almost like a stick of gum, even smaller than that, it had a yep. clip on it. It had no screen, it had nothing at all. You would plug in the headphones and you controlled it via what we would do now, right? You would do, um, it was like the, the AirPods you get now with the, or the AirPods you get with the iPhone. Yeah, double tap. Dub, and, uh, double, uh, click, double click. Double Sorry, click yeah. to do forward and then triple click to go back. Yeah. But it would actually tell you the song yeah. you were listening to, or it would read out your playlists. And this was, this was not an accessibility feature. It was an everyone feature. So yeah. it kind of brought voiceover right out into the mainstream for everybody to use. And it became very popular. It was one of their very popular designs. And it was a really nice design. I've still got one somewhere in the house where you just clipped it on. It was tiny. Yeah, it was like a little pen drive, wasn't it? I remember. Yeah, that's I used, it, exactly. Yeah. I used to have one. Yeah, they were good. But again, it, I think the p- popularity of those was, how much is it? Because it was so. It was the affordable way in. Well, they were, yeah, they weren't, they weren't too expensive. Because I, mean, I remember going into an Apple store. Um, <laughs> I say that like, you know, it's something well, I've never done. You. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> never done that before. Hang on, was I in one? I was in one two days ago. Yes, yes that's right. Of course. Um, but no, I mean, I was in the Apple store, I was going around, and I remember at the time they'd just come out, and this there was a woman, uh, a family, I guess, but the woman was asking the, the, the Apple guy all about, you know, this particular product. I think it was a MacBook at the time. And um, she's she's sort of saying, yeah, I think we'll get one of these. And oh, I tell you what, it was iPads. That was it. It was the iPad that came out. So she's asking about the iPad. She's not got much interest in this, but clearly the kids want one. So she's saying, okay, we'll get one for the kids. And she turns around, her husband is, you know, slathering at the mouth, you know, oh, oh, this would be amazing. Wouldn't this be great if we had one? She's like, you really want one of these, don't you? And he's like, yeah. She's like, right, okay, we'll get one. So she says, what is it anyway? Tell me about this. So he explains it to her. And she's, okay, I'll just buy one of those as well. And I'm thinking, geez, this is racking up. Yeah. And then she finishes off by saying, oh, yeah, we'll just take a few of those iPods as well. You know, just like we're just adding a few, adding salt to a, a, a seasoning to a meal, right? I want to marry her. Yeah. <laughs> who was this woman who was this a weird woman that was just going into the Apple store and buying everything but that was it right people just because the product was, and that's of course why they did it to some degree from a sales perspective it made so much sense in retail you know you buy an, a MacBook yeah I'll just add on one of those. just take one of those as well why not right yeah well why not because it's the same thing you're doubling up again it's like the why would you get an iPad if you got an iPhone argument especially if you're blind right the, the screen size doesn't matter so why would you and I find it really difficult to say what the difference is. Mm. I mean, Apple have tried to do that with, you know, this is now, uh, what is it, iPad OS, and this is iOS and Apple Watch OS. So they've tried to distinguish it. But let's be honest, they are basically the same things, just a different size or a different uh, storage or whatever. So, I think, yeah, again, you know, look at the iPad minis. It's all about the price point for me. They Once you get to the what, $400 for an entry-level iPad. Uh, and the iPod itself wasn't much cheaper than that. So I, I just, yeah, it makes sense to, it's had its time, I now, think. You'll know that more about this than me, but the name was always interesting because, you know, of course, iPod developed what became Podcast. You know, it, it had that impact on it. I mean, yeah. you know, it essentially gave birth to the name of these webisodes of, of content. Uh, no one had really had a name for it before, and it was podcast. It came from iPod, um, but the name iPod. You know about this? That it came from that movie you always tell me about. Is it Star Wars? Star? Trek? I always get these things mixed up. Star Wars. <laughs> They're so was. different. How, was, actually, no. I'm telling a lie. I tell a lie. It wasn't that. It was the what was the open the pod day, pod bay doors. Hal, what's that? Oh, uh, uh, two thousand and one. That's right. Yeah. That's where it came from, apparently. This was the idea that they liked the idea of this name and, and essentially it being something handheld and, you know, the pod part, that's where it came from. And they added the i because they already had the iMac and the iBook line at the time. Is that true? 
Look, what I know, I just read this off the internet. It could be absolute garbage, but no, that's, that's what it says on the internet. I mean, it must be true. There's so many origin stories when it comes to this, but I mean, that just seems a little bit. Uh, who knows? It could be. I've heard weirder. Listen, you're dealing with creative types, right? Who knows what was going on in their brains? But then again, yeah, I mean, the pod itself is a is a weird word to use, it right? Is. So yeah, it sort of makes sense actually iPod was such a my favourite thing about iPods. I love accessories, Andy. Right, so anything if there's an opportunity to buy an accessory for something, mm. I am so excited. And it's, it's, it's interesting. I was reading the other day because I was I've got my MacBook Pro sitting here, which I take with me everywhere. I adore this machine, 14 inch MacBook Pro, best machine on the planet, bar none. All right. And um, it, but the re- the real reason I bought this, Andy, is because the feet on it are really good. They don't move around, so I can sit it on the desk and it won't slide off. Did we just say that again? He bought it for the feet, I, I, Mr. F. Yeah, he bought it for the feet. I, I had the never feet. taken that into consideration <laughs> when buying a computer. I think about these things, right? I never I'm thought of their feet. Head of the game. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I was looking to buy a cover for it because I, it, at the moment it's naked to the world. It is <laughs> naked, right? And I'm not comfortable with that. No, I'm not comfortable now with this conversation. <laughs> it's all got a bit strange. And I thought, well, why don't I just get a cover for it? And you can buy these clip-on covers that go on, and it's arrived at home, I believe. Uh, my wife tells me that a parcel's lying in a bin somewhere, so I guess that's it. Um, <clears throat> but this goes round the unit, essentially, and it just keeps it protects it, right? So that's all very nice. And it made me think about the fact that, you know, you don't get these for other devices, right? You don't think about, you know, if, if I bought a Dell laptop, if I bought a Dell, I don't know, Vostro or a Dell Latitude or whatever the, the range is these days, I'm not going to be able to just go out and get, buy a nice cover for it, a nice case for it. There's accessories. And that's because, that's one of the things about Apple, because they have so few products in their lineup. Why are you laughing? Of course you can buy accessories. Well, well you, you can, can buy accessories. You're not going to get those. skins and cases Yeah, for but it's not, the same. No, not for a Dell yeah. boring book, right? I mean, you're not going to get that, right? <laughs> okay. All right. So that's my point, right? They have fewer items in the range. Yes. So therefore, you are, the companies are more likely to put the effort in this. They're not going to do this if the products are always changing. They're not going to build those units. That's my point. All right. Okay. It's a very good point. I'm not quite sure what it has to do with iPods, but I, in my head, it made sense. Your, your accessories. Remember when the, uh, was it the iPod? I love it. He brings me back. Thank this you. is how it works. You the see, he iPod- brings me back. <laughs> the iPod Nano, was it, where you could use it like the watch before the Apple Watch? That's right. You yes. could buy the case with that wrist uh, strap and and put the uh, iPod, I'm sure it was the Nano. Yeah, it was the Nano, yeah. A little square one with a screen on it, and you could use it like a, like a smartwatch. It was amazing. And all those, all those things, I mean, Apple are you know, kings of um, getting the, the dollar out of your pocket, let's say. iPod like socks. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. Mr. F, it's down to you. First, we have, I, first, I tra- wait, first, wait a second. Now. Wait a second. I'm just opening up my contract here for you. <laughs> First, we're talking about shoes for computers. Shoes for computers, yeah. Now we're talking yep. about socks for iPods. Yep. Did you never see this? No. You would buy a pack of five socks. They came in different colors. And you could put your little, I think it was the iPod Nano. It was good. Remember, the Nano developed. It became rectangular at one stage. Yeah. It had the home button on it. I've actually got one at home. I love it. It's because it's still got a home button and it's got voiceover in it. <sighs> yes. So cool. Uh, but yeah, this, that you would buy socks for them. And you would put it in this little sock and it would keep it safe. And that's what it was. You would go in, you would ask for iPod socks. And would you put these socks in your pocket as you're... It's, you could do. Is this just a bag? No. It oh. was a... Po- no, it was a sock. <laughs> okay. What made it a sock? It was called a sock. All right. Well, that, obviously, I'm totally wrong. Sounds like you got a bit of a tech foot fetish all of a sudden. I don't like <laughs> it. Does it does, actually, yeah. I'm realising there's a connection here. There's every week, this show's like therapy to me. And everything, I, I feel I learned something about myself at the end of every episode. <sighs> Dear. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was my favourite thing about them. And I will say, interestingly, my favourite iPod was the least accessible. It wasn't, it was, it didn't have any accessibility in it. It was one of the only products, not the only products, because up until that point, I would say a lot of the products Apple were producing, you know, weren't as accessible. No. Um, but it was their first handheld device, and apparently it came from, if you remember back to the Apple Newton. Oh, wow, yeah. The okay. E-Mates, remember the E-Mates? Uh, no, not really, but I do remember the kind Newton. of like a very small, early kind of PDA. Palm thing, yeah. Yeah, it had a, it had a very small keyboard on it, a little screen, all grayscale, I think it was. Um, the Newton was the same. I think the Newton had a lot of promise. I remember all the advertising around it at the time, but it never really took off. Mm. Um, I mean, that was like the first iPad, essentially. Well, that's where it all started from. But of course, you know, it's all down to no connection. It's, that, it's the internet that's made all this stuff that's workable. It's so possible. interesting you say that. 
that's so interesting you say that. Yeah, that's probably what it was, right? Because he didn't have the connection. And what were you connecting it to in terms of services? Well, I mean, there was fax, wasn't there? I think there was a fax service built <laughs> in. And, uh, yeah, how? Yeah, you could fax, fax you on my Newton. <laughs> well, you yeah, say that like it. it's ridiculous, but back in the day, that was it, right? Yeah, I that's mean, true. it's um, yeah, but it, it was very much business. Whereas you know, the the iPod just made everything sexy again, didn't it? I you know? really hope they were going to bring out a classic, like retro version. Maybe they will. Maybe they will down the line. But you know, I wish they would bring out like a retro edition of the iPod. Were you ever an iPod guy, Andy? Were you ever into this world? I had a couple, but I never used them very much. I found them really too small. Mm. Um, I, navigating them was not easy, I didn't think. Uh, I, and I, I didn't find them particularly handy at all. I, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, a big iPod guy. And of course, nowadays, I mean, it would be ridiculous if you turn around to the kids and say, now what you do, kids, is you put your CD, if you know what that is, into this thing, in a little drawer, and then you put it into your computer, and then all the music is sucked into the computer, yeah. converted, and then you plug in this other device, right, right. <laughs> and you have to tell that device to connect to your computer so that you can transfer all your music over. Meanwhile, of course, they've just asked Alexa to do it. Well, of course, let's, done. let's not forget, it was just Mac only as well at the beginning. It was That's no right, Windows, yeah. and Mac wasn't you know, the big market leader, so um, there was that. But it soon changed. When iTunes came onto Windows, then it did expand a lot more. But iTunes was terrible, though, wasn't it? Yeah, God. and iTunes is dead as well. I mean, it's no music. Yeah, well, in the Mac, it's just built in. It's just part of it anyway, isn't yeah. it? But, um, yeah, I'm kind of sad to see it go, I'll be honest, because it is iconic. That scroll wheel in itself was iconic, and um, you know the iPod, the iPod was the easiest way into the Apple ecosystem back in the day. So I'm sad to see it go, but at the same time, it's, it, you know, it was going to happen. Now, you know, in uh, Life and Death, they say one out, one in, right? So mm-hmm. when someone dies, someone new is born. It's a beautiful story. Is that, is that factual? Yes. Okay. That's exactly how That's life exactly works. Right. Okay. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so just think, when you go, someone new will emerge. Yeah, that's lovely. And when a new baby comes along, no, let's not even think about it. Okay, carry on. Anyway, my point is that in tech terms, yes. a lot of people are wondering, including me, is this maybe the beginning of a new category? Is something new coming? No. I eat apple glass. No, yeah, but what's that got to do with killing off the iPod? The iPod's had its time. Why is you necessarily jump to that's because Apple Glass? Is because I want out. Apple Glass. Yes, do you we understand all want this? it, but it doesn't have. It doesn't necessarily mean the iPod is anything to do with it. That's all I'm saying. I think it might be something. You're, I, no, I, you're I have connecting a hunch. the dots that aren't there. I have a hunch, yes. based on absolutely nothing. Of course. Obviously. Welcome if, to Double Tap. Exactly. If you know the show, you'll know that's the facts don't matter around here. No. Um, it's our feelings. Exactly. It's all about feelings now, baby. That's how it works. But Please I, don't call me, baby. <laughs> I, I honestly believe that we may be on the cusp of a new category, and that category being glass, which I think is very exciting. We can only hope. Well, WWDC is only weeks away. Oh, yes. And it's so funny because I'm out doing the, uh, the town halls. In Regina, we're going to be out there doing Double Tap TV turn halls. Mark Afalo, my good self. Maybe some special guests as well, we shall announce, near the time. Uh, and I get back home on June 6th, right? <gasps> on the day. Oh. And my wife says to me, oh, you'll just have a nice relaxing day. I'm like, yeah, will I? Right, I'm going to be up <laughs> with WWDC and lots of coffee. Because uh, that, uh, that is, honestly, that is our football event, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, we're going to be so excited about that. Uh, listen, stick around. Lots more to talk about. Could Donald Trump be coming back to Twitter? Elon Musk says so. Stick around. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Well, let's get back to it. We are, of course, coming to you from London, England today. Uh, very unusual to be actually out of our studio, in my case, the shed for Sean. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this is a nice shed. This is a lovely room. This is beautiful. We're, in... We're getting water delivered to oh, us. Thank you, Mr. F. Very good of you. Mr. F, he is... Uh, on hand. Yeah, not um, quite so furious today. No, he's, he's um, okay, what's the word? This Fabulous. Fabulous, yes. I'm going to say fun. fabulous. He's fun. 
Mr. Fun. That's what we're going to call you. That sounds even more scary. <laughs> I'm just so conscious he's sitting there with a contract. Um, yeah, okay, you know, sorry. And he keeps che- he keep, he, I think he's reading it. I think he's actually think he's reading it. he's tearing it, it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, could Donald Trump be on his way back to Twitter? Elon Musk has finally come out with a statement saying that uh, if he gets the bid through, if he does get... Because obviously this still has to all go through, right? But it's not a done Mm -hmm. deal with Twitter and Elon Musk. But if it does all go through, then he says he would be keen on bringing Donald Trump back. Now, look, Elon Musk has made it very clear. He is all about bringing free speech back to the platform. Um, And I think we need to give him credit. I know a lot of people are very concerned about this. And I can understand to some degree why, because, you know, Elon Musk has had a, a checkered past, it's fair to say, with his comments and things he's said in the past. But at the same token, you know, I am all for free speech. And I think, you know, there has to be some kind of regulation in amongst it. This is You can't just say whatever you want and have no consequences. There has to be a line drawn. And I think the way it will work, in my view, is that Twitter will allow free speech and then let the individual countries and their regulations decide what's appropriate and what's not. And I think that's the right way to do it, actually. Because in some ways, you think about you know what's, what laws exist in Canada, what laws exist in the US and the UK here, there are so many laws that exist protecting, for example, uh, you know people from hate speech, and you know a lot of that has been decided and agreed upon that you know there are certain things we just cannot say. It's not appropriate to say, or if you say it, you can say it, but you will face consequence for it. And I think that those two parts have to be true. I don't think you'll ever get a perfect scenario with with this. I don't think you can ever make everybody happy when it comes to free speech, but you have to try and at least have some kind of buffers or some kind of guardrails in place. And I don't think we should expect a private company, bear in mind that if Elon Musk gets this, it will be a private company. Yeah. You know, do we really want a billionaire deciding what we can and cannot say? Well, is that what it comes down to anyway with big tech? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, is there's always somebody at the top of any organization, be it Twitter, be it Google, be it whatever, Facebook in particular. Mm. So there's always someone at the top who's making these decisions. I just, does it matter? If you're going to, you're going to say, okay, Twitter is now a, a, a free speech area. It's a safe space. You can say whatever you want. But then, you know, oh, if you're in China, then obviously they censor whatever they want to censor. If you're in, even here in the UK, you know, with the hate speech laws that we have, there's that particular, uh, you know, you can be arrested for a a tweet that's offensive. Um, You know, and wherever you are in the world, then then what's the point? That surely it should be that the responsible thing would be, or maybe not the responsible thing, but the principled thing would be, okay, you know what? Then you don't have the Twitter, you don't have access to Twitter at all in that country. Um, if you're going to censor it at all. It's either free speech all the way or it's not. It's interesting having you with Andy on this because you come from a broadcast background, right? And so do I. But I mean, from from your perspective, running a, a radio network and running what you do, you have to comply with laws, right? You can't just go on there and say whatever you want. So, I mean, we are confined by those rules to some degree, although I must admit I don't feel particularly confined. But you know what I mean? It's just there are are laws that we have to obey. There are things we cannot say and we shouldn't say. Um, And you can argue the shoulds and shouldn't, but certainly there are laws that protect um, characteristics, and that's important. And and I I don't know the the full extent of it in Canada, but certainly I would imagine it's the case. So what do you take on this? Is Twitter a town square? Or is it something that should be regulated like a broad, like the broadcast industry? I think it's a town square, and I say that reluctantly. I, I, you know, I don't, I'm, I haven't missed Donald Trump being on Twitter, <laughs> but at the same time, whenever he has said something controversial since he left office, it's been covered. Mm. And uh, if you're interested in what Donald Trump has to say, you don't have to go too far to find it. So whether he says it on Twitter or he says it on his own social media startup, or he publishes a blog. Um, yeah. if, he wants to, if he wants to instigate, uh, if he wants to cause trouble in the, in the U.S., as he is alleged to have done on January 6th um, in 2020, uh, he can do that in other ways. So I don't know if Twitter is really the bad guy here. I think, um, I, I think it's really... There's, there's, the U.S. has free speech, and that's just the way it is. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so... And that's I, interesting you say that, right? Because everyone talks about the right to free speech, but that, that often comes from an American perspective. 
other countries don't necessarily have that written in to constitution. constitutions yeah. or, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I don't know about the UK. I don't think we, we, we have a constitution, don't we? But we don't really have any kind of, oh, it's no Bill of Rights. So there's no, you no, know, there's no, no constitution in we'd that sense. We'd have the Magna Carta. It's the closest thing we'd have. It's, it's different. Is that not a Barbara Cartland novel? That probably is. Right, okay. Thank you. Um, well, <laughs> dated reference. But um, we are the home of dated references. You know, we'll do Back to the Future soon. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I just find it interesting, right? That, you know, I mean, this guy is obviously, Elon Musk wants to make this a more free speech place. He feels that it's been um, controlled by one particular wing of, you know, the, the, the nation, if you like. I, I, I'm he, personally, I'm not convinced by that. He represents another wing. So it's just yeah, one wing exactly taking it right. over from the other wing. So. I don't know. I don't think it's. Uh, I, I just don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. I really don't. I don't think it's that powerful to be able to sway a, uh, such a significant amount of people to uh, to do that the kind of damage that they think it might do if you ban someone. And, you see, I, I came from a generation that didn't have any of this. Right, we didn't have any Twitter or Facebook or or attention to something like this. There was it was conversation was between people, right? Or on a phone, you would talk to someone. Mm. There'd be, and there'd be gossip groups, of course, but it was all very local, right? But it was all individuals. The idea of the importance of Twitter fascinates me. How it gets reported. I because I remember when it used to happen in the news. I remember the first couple of times it would happen. They would quote someone who'd said this on Twitter. And I thought, why are you quoting what someone's just said? That's like you quoting me just off the bat of a conversation we had in the pub. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. And that's the staples now. In every story you see, I read a story this morning and uh, you know, on the BBC, and halfway through you get you know quotes from Twitter, and you think, well, why do I sort of care? And not necessarily from the person who the story's about. It's just someone talking about that person or their opinion on the story. Yeah. Um, but... I, I, the only thing I would say is, you know, do you agree with Elon when he said it was an immoral decision to ban Trump? It was a bad decision. It was an immoral decision to ban Trump from the platform. I, I, I think that's a step too far. I, I think we have to be careful with that because from my point of view, I think that the problem is that then what you get into is a left versus right mm -hmm. debate of who is on Twitter, yeah. who's still on Twitter today, and whether or not they should still be on and it kind of very quickly becomes what aboutism. Well, what about him? What about her? I mean, that person said terrible things. They should be kicked off Twitter. And actually, we, we want to go the other way from that, don't we? We want to actually have everyone should be on it. I, I think people should just be allowed to be on it. Um, I'd rather that as opposed to a bunch of tiny networks where people are essentially living inside echo chambers. That's what's damaging society. Let's be perfectly frank about it. It's, it's where people can go and they can just sit with a bunch of people and hear their own views. I saw it recently, actually. I saw someone on Twitter who had posted up a comment about a, a personal story they had told on Twitter. And then they were deeply offended when people disagreed with them. <laughs> and I thought, mm. that's a very interesting thing. Because what that tells me is that that person has lived in an echo chamber for a very long time. Everyone's agreed with them. Everyone's gone with what they've been saying. And now suddenly they're exposed to an alternative view and they don't like it. And that we've got to be careful of. That cannot be the way society goes. We have to be... I, I feel people need to be a bit uncomfortable every so often. I don't think we should live like that, but I think it should be okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah, but again, it's that fine line, isn't it, between, oh, you're just a snowflake and, and someone upsetting someone. That's or just a political line, though, isn't it? It's just yeah, a know, snowflake no, is just an attack yeah, line. Yeah, those no. labels are all, you know, just what's, what's popular at the moment or whatever. But it is true that someone, you know, what, when I'm disagreeing with someone, that could be viewed as bullying by some person who may be sensitive and, and, in, and others. It's a, just a, you know, a, an exchange of different Stop being views. sensitive. Stop being babies. Now, yeah, yeah, but see, it's easy to say, don't be a snowflake, don't be a baby. But at the same time, you have got to be conscious of how you're dealing with other people, right? Of course, right? I mean, yeah, of course. And, and so I where think, do you go with that? I'm think, just saying, it's a sensible thing to have. But like anything, it can go too far. And people well, it can, can go too far. And where it goes too far is when people disagree and the person can't handle it. Yes. Or I want yeah. to shut you down. You, not only can you not disagree with me, but I'm going to shut you down. Yeah. I'm against that. I think, you know, I'm all for free speech. I think people should be allowed to have conversation and debate. I know people love to drag it straight to cyber abuse and bullying and yeah. attacks. And 
it, all that happens. I'm not denying any of that. But that's it is, the thing. That's the danger for me. Well, of course, it, of course it of... is. But then that's a risk of everything in life, right? If I leave this hotel, this beautiful hotel, yes. and I meet someone on the street and they're rude to me, what do I do? I'll have to live with it. Yes. And, and the thing with Twitter is that you have so many different controls now. You can manage your your you can manage who reacts to your content. Yeah. You can manage how you react to other people's content. That's true. You manage who you follow. You manage you do you, you can manage who follows you. So there's it's it's as though, you know, we're we're coming out saying we have no we were just subjected to Donald Trump's anger. We don't yes. have any choice. You don't have to follow Donald Trump. You, you don't have to react to it. Yes. You don't, you don't have, have to tweet your every waking right, thought either. Right. It's up to you. You control your own interactions. Uh, I'm personally off Twitter now. I didn't mm. want anything more to do with this platform. Not so much about Elon. I just got tired of uh, of, of the toxic stuff that you're referring to, Stephen. Uh, but that's a personal choice. I'm not saying it's bad for everybody, but... Yeah. For me, I just no, I, I, think I, chose, right. I chose not to get aggravated first thing in the morning. Anymore. Have you noticed though that? that <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, exactly, right. And you made a choice, and you know this is what I go back to all the time: personal choice, personal responsibility. We should actually take control of our own lives. We we, t- we seem to talk in exactly those terms in society now of everything's happening to us and we have no control over it, and I don't think that's true. You know, we have we have control over what TV channels we would watch. I mean, in the UK, we've got some new TV channels that are very controversial. My response is, you know what? Don't watch them. Just don't watch them. Nobody's forcing you. Nobody's saying you must watch this TV show or you must listen to this or you must watch. Do what you need to do. You know, take control of your own life. That's That, I think, is important. I think we have to get away from this idea. You know, it's, it's funny because I did try for a little while. There's a, a phone we've talked about recently called the, the Blanchell Classic, which is a very simple, I say simple, but it's, it's actually a feature phone. It's not got all the bells and whistles of, say, what an iPhone or an Android would have. But it's a really, you know, it's a brilliant phone. Fully spaced. like the old um, Nokia 3310 style device. It's got physical buttons at one to nine keypad, which I really like. Yeah, It's all talking. Big, large print, if you can see it. You maybe you've got some low vision and you need some assistance there. But it doesn't have Twitter on it. And I'm thinking, that sounds like my kind of device. <laughs> now you want it. Because I can't get on Twitter, right? And I'm thinking, maybe maybe I need that as a control. Maybe that's my mechanism. Just get one of these. And then I don't have the hassle of, uh, of of even thinking about going in. Because I have to say, it does draw you in. And we obviously use it for our work. I use it for, I, I really use Twitter for news. I keep up with so much news yeah. via Twitter because it's such an accessible medium. But I have noticed in the last two years, maybe, certainly since the pandemic, that that toxicity has has bled into a lot of the content I'm reading. And, and I haven't really followed anyone new that I would think would be bringing out that kind of content, but I'm certainly noticing more of it. And I, I'm just getting sick of it. But you're right, just stop following these people. You know, it's just like, yeah. get them out of your life, cut them away. We wouldn't, we wouldn't put up with this. If we had someone who came around to our house every day, right, and sat in our house and complained all the time about everything and everything's terrible, my life's awful. You'd be like, Do you know what? Just don't come back tomorrow. Just leave me alone. Yeah, but you know, sometimes they say, "Oh, but wasn't yesterday's episode of whatever soap opera you're watching great?" And then you're all excited again. Say, so, "Yeah, come back again." But <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I'm interested in what you got to say about some the TV program, but all oh, your hate that you're spilling out. I'm not interested. <laughs> it's interesting. Maybe the AI could sort that out. Well, I, I mean, interestingly, yeah, again, is it, is Elon is committed to you know weeding out the bots and the mm. artificials because, I mean, one of the things that gets people so annoyed is if if someone's got truly uh, offensive, however you want to, whatever that means, truly offensive view, but they see they've got 28 million followers, it makes those views even, you know, it makes people even angrier. It's like, how many, how can so many people agree with something I disagree with so much? Mm. But the, the thing with Twitter is there's so many artificial bots and accounts and users on there and, and people do use them to sway you know and there is a thing influencers are a thing because they do have influence and a lot of that is just purely off the numbers if people see I how many th- numbers I, you know i think that's one area i think is a bit of a fad if i'm honest i think this whole thing is going culture, on a while it's going on but i think a lot of brands are, i think a lot of people are becoming wise to it that's the problem so the idea that someone is selling up oh look at this amazing new product i've got it's so amazing and you mm. know it's clearly yeah. you know they've been to, or they're being well, they are, paid they are, to do it. They're clamping down on that, aren't they? It's, They've got to make it more transparent. See, listen to us. You know, we buy the stuff. If we don't like it, send it back. 
Yeah. We'll tell you what we think. <laughs> but we'll never be rude. We're not going to be rude about it, right? No. That's the rule we have in this show. If we have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. That's what my granny told me to <laughs> Sorry, say. Sorry, is that a new rule? I must have missed that one. Uh, yeah, started right this morning. <laughs> uh, listen, stick around. We are going to talk more uh, in a moment. I, actually, one thing I will say about Twitter, and the one thing I really hope Elon does do, is sort of and open up these APIs. Uh, because yes. I think there's so many features in Twitter that'd be great to be able to get, for example, on the Spring app, this new t- app that everyone in the blind community is talking about. It's a very popular, very accessible Twitter client for iPhone, I believe for Android, or that may be only on um, iPhone at this point, and on the Mac as well. So that's pretty cool. With some big accessibility features coming for Spring on the Mac soon. Oh. So that's pretty cool. But again, just be having access to more of those features, like scheduling. Oh, come on, please. Yes, just yes. Put scheduling it. I think that's going to come. So, yeah. All hill King Musk. If well, that's, King uh, Musk. King that sounds Musk. terrible. Sounds like an aftershave. It sounds worse than Elon Musk, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, stick around. More to come. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. Hey, guys. This is Double Tap Canada on the road this week. It's so nice to see that. So nice you to say see on the, on the road. We're sat in incredibly comfy chairs, swigging bottled water in a conference room in a very nice hotel in London. So I must admit, it's very different to my early days of radio on the road, which used to involve and did once involve me saving a lorry, a big truck. Whoa, hang on. Whoa, from, from, saving from a lorry. Saving a lorry from sliding down a hill. Are you sure that was, that was Superman, wasn't it? That was a film you watched. No, it was me. It was did- Scott Man. <laughs> <laughs> How did you save uh, a lorry? I don't want to know. I say, no, you do want to know, right? No, you, of course you do. Andy, you want to know how I saved I a lorry? I to know. Right? Uh, You've got to know. So, so this is the right? So we're on the road. We go to this, like, it's a fair or something, and we take this truck along. We always hired this truck that we would take everywhere. Already uh, makes no sense, right? Uh, He's hiring a truck. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not hiring it. The radio station's hiring the truck, right? It's a uh, broadcast right. truck. Okay. So we've got singers, we've got acts who are going to be on stage. It's going to be a big event, and we're broadcasting the whole thing live on the radio. And we go along, and it's absolutely pouring down with rain. Now, it's Scotland. Who'd have thought, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there you go. So it's absolutely pouring down with rain. And the truck parks on this, just not quite on the hill, but just near the hill. And I'm standing kind of with my back to the side of the truck. So I'm standing at the wheels at the back of the truck, and I'm kind of facing away from it. Mm. And I'm calling someone. And what we're looking for is, is the ISDN line to hook, to hook up. Apparently, it's been left in the farmer's field somewhere. Of course. So we're like waiting for the, to find out where it is. And it's like, where is it in this field? So we're kind of... Regretting asking about it yet, Mr. F? I'm, I'm sorry, did, did you say something? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm standing there, and Why? the next minute... I get pushed forward by the truck, which has now started to slide down the hill. So you held it back. So I turned around and I put my hands up on the truck. No. And I managed to stop it from you sliding were, any further. You, it was Superman. Wow. And I just stood there and my, my feet are getting slowly pushed into the mud no. as this thing is getting... Anyway, eventually I'm going to disappear in the mud, right? But I'm holding on as long as I can until two other guys... I'm like, help! And these two guys finally come and, and save me and manage to get the truck pulled away. So yeah, I saved a truck. Well, thank you for that story. That was amazing, truly. Absolutely brilliant. I, I am a hero. Well done, you. Um, and, you know, I, I accept that honour. That I've just bestowed upon myself. Um, wow. <laughs> this is a show about tech, right? Uh, apparently well, so. a truck is tech. Oh, is that's it not? true, yeah. I mean, you know, arguably. No. It and it had technology <laughs> in it. Okay. It was a radio truck. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> See, it, it fused it all together. Uh, it makes perfect Mainstream technology. Genius. Beautiful. Trucks. Beautiful. It was a beautiful story. Um, listen, we're almost out of time, believe it or not, because we've, we've had so much. we had a, a massive truck story. We had a massive <laughs> truck story. A massive truck parked right at the beginning of segment four. Um, but I just want to mention a story we're going to cover next week, because I'd like to get some, some views from you, dear listener, on this, because I, I'm really intrigued in this. So we're going to cover uh, Winston Chen, who has created the amazing suite of apps called Voice Dream. Uh, which includes Voice Dream Reader, Voice Dream Writer, and Voice Dream Scanner. Uh, all of those are iOS apps, um, and he's developing a new version, or has developed a new version, which is now available for the Mac of Voice Dream Reader. Now, next week on the show, we're going to talk to him, and you'll hear him talk about that, and it's a really interesting conversation we have. But one area we get into, uh, and this is one change from Voice Dream Reader of old, uh, on the iOS side, is that this will not be a one-off payment. It will be a subscription model. I think it's going to be like $5 a month 
<gasps> to have this so you can have voice stream reader on your Mac. And for those that don't know, it's a fantastic app. It allows you to bring in content from all over wherever you you know want to send content to. One place, for example, I use, which is Pocket. You know, I use Pocket and I just send all my articles to Pocket and then I can, you know, go through them and I can read them or whatever. And but but what Voice Stream Reader does, which is cool, is it kind of sucks in that content. It gets rid of all the images, all the, the links, everything else. It just gives you the plain text. And you can have that text read to you in, in nice voices at whatever speed you're comfortable with. Um, if you can see enough, you, if you've got low vision, you can use you know large text with contrast to be able to read the text. So it's a really cool app, and you can bring in all kinds of stuff, PDFs, documents, whatever you want, and it will it will read it to you. And in the Voice Stream Reader app on Mac, it has got a lot more powerful, uh, which is which is great. Um, but they've moved to the subscription model, and whenever somebody says that, like you just said, <gasps> exactly, there's a kind of oh here we go. That's the community reaction to any subscription model. Winston's going to tell us a story next week about how he came to that realisation. And ultimately, he has, has got a story to tell. But I want to hear your thoughts on subscription models versus buyouts. So one-off buyouts. So I think that would be a really interesting conversation to have next week on the show. Um, do send in your feedback. Feedback at ami.ca is our email address. So please do send in your feedback there. I'd love to hear what you've got to say on it. Do you agree with subscription models? Would you prefer buyouts with any app, not just this one? Because it does seem as if we are moving towards subscription models for pretty much everything. Even iPhones, eventually, I think, are going to be subscription models. Um, that's true. That's that's been talked about as well, right? So you know, even the even the device itself will be subscription. What do you think, Sean? I don't like the idea of it, but I totally understand it. I think developers need to make a living. Simple as that. And we've been so spoiled for so long of. What, 99p for an app, 99 cents or, you know, $1.99? I'm not paying that. Um, I, I, I think we've been spoiled. And I think, you know, developers do need, especially with the app store costs and everything, they lose 30% straight away. So yeah. I understand it. But also, likewise, ooh, I've got to pay that a month. I also don't like that. Everything, everything I got now, all these little bits do mount up. The monthly bill for everything that you pay out for is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, I agree. Well, look, we'll get into that conversation next week. As I say, feedback at ami.ca is our email address. Do get in touch and uh, share your thoughts. Mr. F, it has been fabulous having Mr. you on the show with Mr. us Scott, today. Mr. Priest, it has been a true honor to be here with you. Thank you so oh, much for coming you. along. Thank you for coming all the way to Britain. Just to see us. And I'm so sorry you had to come to Britain to do that. I oh, there am, you go. I love being here. Well, uh, it's very kind of you to say that, but we know you're lying. Uh, no, this has been great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening, Sean. Lovely to see you in person again. Last time was 2019, I believe. I know, yeah. And, I, you know, I've lost a lot of weight and I'm looking good, apparently. Well, I've done the exact opposite. I've got on a ton of weight oh, no. and I'm looking terrible. So it's all worked out We can't see each other, so it doesn't matter. We exactly. can say anything. And that's the best bit about it, isn't it? <laughs> uh, all the stories we haven't told yet about the, our life on the road here. It's been quite a story. Maybe we'll write our memoirs one day and we can no okay, we can fine. never say what happened we can never talk about what, <laughs> what happened in London stays in London uh, catch you back next week in the studio and in the sheds thanks for listening thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail email feedback at ami.ca we're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook can't wait till next week Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.